Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of July 19, 2015. First this week, we want to let our audio CD subscribers know that we haven't made a mistake putting two CDs in your mailing envelope. We had some technical difficulties with our CD burner last week and were unable to produce the audio edition of Soundprints. We're using a different drive to make the master now, so both the July 12 and July 19 editions of the magazine are included in this week's mailing. The ACB Facebook page passed another milestone this week. 1,400 people now follow ACB on Facebook up nearly 60 since the openings of Sunday night session at the National Convention two weeks ago in Dallas. If you haven't liked ACB on Facebook yet, you can do so by visiting www.facebook.com slash American Council of the Blind official. And be sure to share posts and photos you like on our Facebook page with your friends. Elections were held for officers at the recent ACB convention. Marlena Lieberg from Washington State announced in May that she was not seeking another term as ACB second vice president due to medical issues. And so John McCann, formerly of Virginia and now from Tucson, Arizona, ran for and won that office. Since John was already a director on the ACB board, his former seat was now vacant, and four people were nominated from the floor during the election on Friday morning, July 10. The candidates for the director's seat were Jeff Bishop from Arizona, Dan Dillon, Tennessee, Doug Powell, Virginia, and Fred Scheigert, New York. Since no candidate received over 50% of the vote on the first ballot, a runoff was held between Jeff Bishop and Dan Dillon, and Jeff won by about 30 votes. On page 2, we give you a chance to meet Jeff. He's been involved with ACB Radio and some ACB Special Interest Affiliates in the past, but this is his first national position in ACB. The ACB Mini Mall was packed with popular items this year at the convention. The Mini Mall was found in the Exhibit Hall, and after exhibits closed, it moved to the ACB Marketplace at the back of the General Session. On page 3, we talk with Patty Cox, who is on the Mini Mall Committee and who worked six of seven days at the Mini Mall. At the close of the convention, nearly 60 people attended the Mesquite Championship Rodeo. Patty was on that tour and share some of the fun with us. She also attended the Holocaust Tour on Thursday, July 9, 
and she tells us about highlights from that event as well. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. I'm speaking with the newest member of the ACB Board of Directors. He was just elected to the board, and his name is Jeff Bishop. And a lot of people have been saying to me, who is Jeff Bishop? Never heard of Jeff Bishop. Well, if you've been around ACB Radio for a while, you, you, you know Jeff Bishop. But we're going to take some time and have Jeff introduce himself to everybody right now. And Jeff is from Arizona, and Jeff, we're just we're glad you're here. Well, thank you, Carla. It's great to be here. Jeff, tell us about um, Jeff, not not the Jeff that went to the caucuses and told us all about, you know, did the caucus routine and all the campaign speeches and things. We'll get to some of that later because a lot of our listeners weren't there. But um, but just tell us about, you know, where you work, your family, hobbies, that kind of thing. Sure. Well, this is the easy part. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Let's see. So uh, I'm in Arizona. And I work as an IT accessibility analyst, so I focus on making sure that the platforms and tools and technologies that are used across the campus are accessible to everyone. Oh. It's a really fun and rewarding job. I'm pretty new in that position. The uh, university decided that this was something extremely important for them to get involved with, so I applied for the position, and, and here I am. Mm -hmm. I, I worked as a, a developer. And I did that uh, since 1987, so I had a lot of software programming background. And, you know, just uh, really enjoy doing that as well. I don't do as much of that now, but uh, still try to keep my fingers in that pie a little bit as much as I can. Mm -hmm. I am married. I have two children, David and Brian. They're grown now. And my wife's name is Carrie, and we've been married for, she's going to kill me, except 27 years. <laughs> I think I've got my math right here. Yeah. Make sure <laughs> yeah. it's right now, Jeff. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear about this afterwards. That's right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, we were married in 1988, and we've lived in California, but mostly in, in Arizona. Some of my hobbies, I, I enjoy music quite a bit. I enjoy broadcasting on ACB radio, of course, and I, I'm an amateur radio operator as well. My call sign is N7FDS. And uh, I, I really enjoy being with family and really trying to help others and really try to get out in the community and, and help and serve others as well. So I try to keep really busy, and sometimes people think that uh, I need to learn to say no sometimes. <laughs> but it's kind of hard for me to do. Yeah, a lot but, of us uh, have that problem. Tell us about the, the music. Um, do you like listening, or do you, do you play? Do you sing? Yeah, I was going to... Tell more about that. So okay. when I was in uh, grade school and in uh, junior high and high school, I played the violin for quite a number of years and the saxophone, and I uh, was in a lot of musicals and sang, and you don't want to hear me sing now, probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, probably pretty darn awful now. But uh, my, I, think, I think the most rewarding thing that I, I was able to do was to um, uh, play the, the fiddle and fiddler, fiddler on the Roof, uh, oh. as well as play uh, Fagin in Oliver Twist. And I was a very, very mean Fagin and tend to, tended to scare uh, <laughs> scare kids a lot in, 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 uh, in our performances. But it was fun. I had, had a great time doing it. I, I, I really got into my characters. And, uh, mm -hmm. but someone, someone dug up cassette tapes of this and 
have threatened to give them to my wife, and one of these days they will, and I, I don't know if the world will be the same if she ever hears these things. I hope <laughs> I you keep... To, I don't want to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they keep those tapes, because whether, whether we like to hear those things or not, um, yes. you know, they it's just really neat to then have the you know, have those recordings from the past, even if we listen to them now and say, oh, boy, I don't know about that. Uh, my grandfather passed away uh, quite a number of years ago, and my grandmother gave me his uh, old violin, very, very old violin, and we have it, and I, I don't really play it. It's very brittle, um, so I, I don't really play it, and I haven't played in quite some time, so it, I think it'd be a bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I really enjoy doing that. So I have a little bit of, of musical playing talent. That's great. But I haven't played in a long, long time, and mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it. So mainly now I listen, and um, I really enjoy that as well. It, 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 uh, it's a way to escape a bit. Yeah. And I love old-time radio as well. That's actually one of my uh, big, big hobbies as well. I collect a lot of it, and I listen to a lot of it. Uh, especially at night, I, I tend to uh, need to have something on when I sleep. Mm-hmm. So we tend to listen to a lot of old-time radio or a lot of radio drama mm-hmm. type uh, stuff and books as well. I'm a big uh, book reader as well. So uh, love to read, love to just listen to lots of great stuff. What are some of your uh, favorite shows on, old t- on old-time radio? Well, I am a big Lone Ranger fan, and uh, I just was able to complete, I think I have the complete Lone Ranger series now, but I I will listen to almost anything. My all-time favorite, of course, is The Great Gildersleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was introduced to him. My grandfather introduced me to him. Uh, that He introduced me to that and baseball. Oh. And uh, so there you go, the two, two uh, really fun things that I like uh, participating in. And, and, of course, college basketball as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so much professional sports, but I, I love yeah. uh, my Arizona Wildcats. <laughs> well, tell us about your um, your uh, work with ACB Radio. You've you've been involved with ACB Radio for a long time. It seems, time. or at least it seems like a long time. Yeah. And so, well, over um, ten years. I, yeah, I, and you've I, done I don't some. Remember exactly the date, but it's been right. a long, long, long time. Right. So tell uh, us about that. Yeah, well, I, I started as a broadcaster, and then uh, when Dave Williams was was uh, leaving, uh, I took mm-hmm. over the main menu and, and ran that for a long time. And um, and then Chase Crispin, who, who is just starting college and is just a rock star. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that kid is just an amazing young man, and he's going to go places. He, uh, he just left the ACB radio team mm-hmm. uh, to start college, and he took over main menu, and I, I continued to broadcast and then got involved at the management level mm-hmm. of ACB Radio, so I'm involved with uh, uh, Larry and, and, and Kim and Marlena Lieberg and mm-hmm. uh, Mike Garrett and, and others, so um, lots of re- lots of really great people to, to work with there. Brian Charlson's also involved in that team, right. and um, so yeah, that's it, it's uh, it's been a fun ride. I've, I've really enjoyed it, and um in fact, my, my Christmas in July show is coming up on the 25th. I normally do that every year on ACB Radio, so uh, that's going to be a fun one to do again this year. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, it, it's um, I really, really enjoy it. It's it's a way for me to relax and really just kind of just just do something I really enjoy. And um, you know, now now that I'm on the board, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do as much of it just because time is is 
getting a little more uh, prioritized as far as what things I need to get yeah. accomplished. And it will. But, yes, exactly. <laughs> It'll get busier. Yeah, it, it's just starting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I've already been really hugely busy, and, and yeah. uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But, right. Um, uh, just <laughs> so we'll see. I, I'm not exactly sure where, where that will land on, on, on the pile of things to get, to get done. But, right. Um, I, I definitely will be, definitely will be around, and um, everyone knows me as um, Mr. Christmas around the holidays. You know, I'll be around then too. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, uh, I will try to keep my fingers in that pie as much as I possibly can. Well, you know what's interesting about um, the board, you, you being a director on the board, is it, you, in in years past, several years past, it, it's it's changed some, but uh, you know the officers had had lots of things to do, and once the officer liaison concept was established, the officers had committees to keep up with, but the directors didn't. And in the last several, last few years, two or three years, um, I think especially since Kim has been president, she sort of divided up some of that because um, the officers would sometimes have you know, eight or ten committees. I know I had, between all my subcommittees as treasurer, I had nine or ten committees to keep up with. And if they all met each month, you can imagine how many meetings that meant you had to go to. Plus, they all had email lists and, you know, conversation going on and things. And so Kim um, said, well, let's, let's change this a bit and let's assign some of these, a few to some of the directors. And, of course, she also has this new affiliate affiliate liaison program that's really new and all of the affiliate liaisons are directors so it's um it's not like it used to be and you know where the the directors didn't have as much demand on their time and um you know it's going to be interesting to to see um with you know with you coming on new i'm going to be interested in the in 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 hearing the feedback on, you know, how much time the directors are really putting in. I know some of them are putting in astronomical amounts of time. You've, uh, since you've come on the board, you've you've got two projects actually going now. And one, I just saw the Kentucky Council of the Blind um, email from you, I think this morning, maybe late last night, uh, about the information you're gathering for the new ACB app. So, yes. tell us I'm about that app. About this. Yes, because yes. Arizona I, has, is is helping to fund that. So, yes. So uh, I arrived at uh, convention on um, Friday, <laughs> and Saturday morning I attended the uh, pre-convention board meeting, and I uh, announced the ACB uh, iPhone app. We're calling it uh, ACB Link, is what the official name of the app will be, mm-hmm. and um, Arizona contributed the the funding to get the development of the app done. Mm-hmm. And then since then at convention, we've gotten commitment from Florida uh, for an additional three years of funding to keep the app growing and keep it up to date with uh, Apple's iOS releases. So we're hugely excited about that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so the app is going to basically link all of you to the organization, both at the local affiliate level as well as the national organization. So you're going to be able to first uh, communicate directly to your affiliate. You'll be able to get to your affiliate website. You'll be able to call your affiliate contact as long as the affiliate has provided that information. This is uh, what I've been doing this, this week, <laughs> is getting all that uh, data out to the affiliates to verify. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to uh, browse all of the ACB properties, the acb.org and acbradio.org site. Uh, of course, the mall, mm-hmm. and uh, which is you know your love, right? <laughs> You're right. And, uh, exactly. And um, you'll be able to listen to all the ACB radio streams, and you'll be able to stream all of the ACB podcasts as well. And there'll be more of those coming up. And you will not be, need to update the application to find out more of the podcast. It will just automatically appear inside of the application. Oh, that's uh, very one neat. Of the, yeah, one of the really cool things about the app is that the organization at the national level will be able to send out push notifications to you. And uh, we'll, we'll make sure that they do that with a, a little bit of – we don't want to flood you with information. Right. Because uh, that, wouldn't be, that wouldn't be too nice. So we want to just make sure we get key information to you that's vitally important you it's kind of the things that you'll see on announce for example uh, probably you'll, you'll get some of that type of information and we'll probably see some some vital pieces maybe at conventions that where you might get notifications from Janet for example mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what how I see that working so mm-hmm. the app is currently about 50% completed we're working on the final touches and details where there's going to be a resources tab inside the application and uh, we're going to be working with uh, a number of committees at the national level to determine exactly what we want on that on that specific tab, and so we're we're just about ready to get that process started as well. A lot of things going on in this space, and uh, just really exciting stuff. And then we're we're going to be looking at all kinds of things uh, for next year. Things like automatically downloading podcasts, so that say if you're on a plane, you can listen to episodes of Main Menu as opposed to streaming them. Um, and much, much more. So we we even talked about maybe donations through um, the app directly mm-hmm. to ACB. We're not exactly sure how that's going to work yet, but that's these are the kinds of things we're thinking about, and uh, we're not going to stop with version one. We want to really innovate and be you know right out there and, and provide lots of great content and lots of uh, great things for our membership. The well, app will be free. Okay, that that's that's the great part. But yeah. but let me ask you here. Um, okay, so let's say that, well, we have our Twitter feed, we have our Facebook feed, yep. um, we have our website, we have all of the current podcasts from ACB Radio and the mm-hmm. ACB Radio site, and we have audio now for the people, of course, who right. can't the, listen on the computer, choose to use a phone. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But this, the app won't preclude any of that. Well, no. the app pull some of that together? Uh, yeah, the, the app is basically just a conduit. In other words, it's okay. going to gather all of that information together in one in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it, it's basically just a, a, an easier way of getting around all of the ACB properties themselves. Right. But uh, those so other things will still will exist continue. because Absolutely. if a person doesn't have an, have an iPhone, iPhone yeah. they still will need the other yeah. outlets anyway, or they may choose just to keep the separate Entities. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Really, we're just pulling the things that we're already doing together. Sure. Basically, what we're doing. Yeah. So this this will not replace anything. It will not. We won't, we're not getting rid of anything. If anything, it will drive us to do more on those other places. Oh yeah. To benefit the app. Absolutely. See? So so this really pushes us to innovate more in other areas within the organization as well. So oh, yeah. It's an exciting time, and I am really excited to be a part of it. Well, That's and the, now you started with the affiliates. Um, I know trying to gather the information from the affiliates, yeah. update mm-hmm. that information, make sure it's right, um, yep. 
And, you know, that's going to be an ongoing thing because oftentimes there's the pages, the affiliate pages on the website, on the ACB website. But you, oh, yeah. I mean, you go to those and, and I mean, I've, I've been, I've, I've done the same thing. It's easy to forget that that page needs to be updated because that page is not integrated into anything else. And so right. you can up, you can update all kinds of other things, but you forget to go to that straight one lone stray page out on the ACB website. So if we could come right. up with ways to automatically update things, I think it would be a tremendous help. The the yeah, other thing I think that would be neat would be um, if after we get all the affiliates in, which is, I mean, that's a pretty big deal just in itself, but then if at some point it can get to the local level, um, that would level. be nice too. Yeah, to yeah. the chapters, yeah. That, yeah, that would be yeah nice. that's the plan actually, eventually. Yeah. Um, right now we're focusing at the national and state level mm-hmm. as well as special interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then eventually we want to actually get down to that chapter level. The, the cool thing about the app, too, is that it knows where you are as long as you let the app know what your location is. Right. And so it will direct you to your state affiliate automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, there's no, you know, this, was, this is a good recruitment tool. So people kind of know, oh, you know, this is my affiliate and mm-hmm. this is how I get a hold of them. And, and here's their website. And here's how I can sign up. And the whole goal here is to help bring in younger members of the uh, of of, the, of our community as oh, well yeah, yeah. Uh, because because this is honestly a lot what i talked about uh, at, at convention was yes. we need to be focusing on the youth of this organization mm-hmm. and build it up because you know we're all getting older and uh, <laughs> god doesn't let us live mm-hmm. here forever um for example we need to be focusing more on stem we need to be focusing on 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 science and and mathematics and engineering, you know, and technology, mm-hmm. all of these things, uh, mm-hmm. and and really become a leader in this space, so we can talk to college students, high school students, even, you know, elementary, you know, school students, and talk mm-hmm. to them about look, here's what ACD is doing. You should get involved in this. And we already have a lot of expertise in this area. Mm-hmm. What I'm finding is that we have a lot of great people in the organization, but we're not all talking necessarily all, all together uh, to to really complete uh, a common goal, at least not as much. I'm not saying it's not happening. I'd like to see more of it, I guess is what I'm saying. Will the app also include the special interest groups? Yeah, it will, yes. Okay. As long as they give me the information. Um, okay. the, the, the rule is is that the affiliate has to give me an okay. update. And, and a simple reply of saying, yes, this information is good, mm-hmm. is sufficient. In other words, I don't want to put stuff in there that's out of date. Right. Because that wouldn't be helpful to anybody. But exactly. the neat thing about this is, is that we can update that information without updating the app. So let's mm-hmm. say that we release the app, and there's a, there's elections in September. So for example, I know uh, Maryland is having elections in, in September. Other other affiliates are as well. Mm-hmm. So you know the president may change. The 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 contact information could change. So they mm-hmm. just need to notify us. We right. can update that, and the app will automatically refresh that content, and and it will be up to date. There's no need to re-download anything. We're trying to build this so it's very 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 dynamic. Mm-hmm. Sounds wonderful. Well, yeah, Jeff, exciting. we are just about out of time, but I want to welcome you to the board. I'm so pleased that you are on the board and that um, ex- that we have this exciting project with this app. I'm sure there will be many other projects coming up in the future that you'd like to be involved in, and I think you'll discover on the board that, that 
there are a lot of people that have their particular areas of expertise and um, you know work real hard in, in different areas and that's what makes this board really really good is that there are so many different um, talents sitting around that table um, that it just really makes ACB um, a great organization. So, Absolutely. Yeah, Carla, so. I just want to say, uh, you know, it's, it's leaders like you who really uh, motivated me to get more involved. And uh, my goal, at least, you know, for, for the next few months is to do a lot of learning because I, I feel that I can learn a lot from all of you. And mm -hmm. I want to thank you for that opportunity. Well, thank you for being on Sound Prince. And, and again, congratulations. We, we are so glad to have you. Thank you. The Kentucky Council of the Blind and its chapters provide information, advocacy, activities, and telephone support for people who are blind or visually impaired. Join our email list, visit our website, and of course, listen to Soundprints each and every week. To learn more, call us at 502-895-4598, drop us an email at kcb at igloo.com, or visit our website at kentucky-acb.org. Page three, I'm speaking with Patty Cox, who for most of the people in the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, Kentucky Council of the Blind, is probably best known for cooking up some pretty delicious meals from a lot of different occasions. But this time she's going to be wearing some different hats, and uh, we're going to be talking about the mini mall in Dallas and all the things that we were selling during the week through the ACB mini mall. And then we're going to try to uh, give you a little glimpse into what the rodeo tour was like. So, Patty, we're glad you're on Soundprints. Hello. You just got back home today. We're recording this on Saturday. Um, this would be July 18. And you actually left Dallas last Sunday, um, July, what would that have been? The 12th. The, the 12th. Yes, but first of all, Let's chat about the Mini Mall. The ACB Mini Mall is the sort of like the ACB, used to be called the ACB store at conventions, but it's really gotten to be more than that, hasn't it? Yes, a whole lot more. <laughs> How come? The, the store before would sell maybe golf shirts and um, jackets and a few logo items. And now the Mini Mall has not only jackets, um, we have shirts that are for each convention, not the official convention shirts, which we do have those that people pick up if they pre-order them on the pre-registration, mm -hmm. or they come and purchase some if they didn't order them on their pre-registration. Um, but people can buy shirts, like this year we had one with a Cowboy Bob, and Cowboy Bob had he had a big 10-gallon hat, and he had uh, cowboy boots and a lasso in his right hand. And inside the lasso, it said ACB Roundup. Um, the logo was pretty much his whole torso, like a almost like a shield that he was wearing. Um, but And he had a glove on his hand that was holding a lasso. And at the bottom, it said Dallas, Texas. And it, it was kind of a cute character. Um, we come up. We also had one that was um, Dallas at Dusk. It was a dusk scene, dusk scene on the um, skyline of Dallas. 
and you could see the sun was reflecting off some of the buildings that you know had that were all windows or mirrored um, look to them. And um, in the past, we've had ones for like Vegas and and um, other conventions. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, those are tailored to that to that one convention. But also, we have other new logoed items. We have jackets, and we have um, uh, luggage tags, mm-hmm. luggage tags, right? chains that are a stylus. Uh, it also has a cleaner on the other end, a little stand for your phone. Um, and that stand would be if your phone does not have a case on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something that would hold it up if you didn't want it laying against something. You wanted to play your radio or, you know, you could listen to iHeart or wherever. Right. Um, but uh, we also had the logoed 16-gig uh, thumb drives. And, and so it was a lot of logoed items. We had new tumblers this year. They're the acrylic kind that had the lid that comes on with the straw in the middle um so we have a lot of logoed items and then we had some items like other thumb drives and cd um i mean sd cards and sd card holders that didn't have the logo on it but we had a whole lot of stuff we did and uh another thing that we had and we have a few of them that people can order um in fact on these um on these items we do have a few things left um not many but but a few uh we had a new acb backpack this year and it was yes. available in four colors i think we've got maybe one of each of three of the colors left over um but we also had a new coin um the first timers program dkm Grover k mcdaniel first timers committee issued a new coin this year to commemorate Durbin McDaniel's 100th birthday. And for those that aren't familiar with ACB, Durbin McDaniel was one of the founders of the American Council of the Blind. He went around the country and helped organize a lot of affiliates. I like to say he's the reason why a lot of us are in ACB. Um, I know he certainly played a huge role in the organization, and especially in the reorganization of the Kentucky Council of the Blind um, in the mid-'70s, although we were first chartered in the 1960s. And, but Durward was just instrumental to a lot of groups um, being organized, and he was always trying to work to get people to conventions. Well, this first-timers program um, is in his honor. And, of course, here in Kentucky, Shirley Stivers was one of the two first-timers this year at ACB. Well, this coin was to raise money for that program and to commemorate Durward's 100th birthday. And on one side, it had the profile of Durward McDaniel, and then it had, um, uh, it said, Durward K. McDaniel, 1915 to 1994, which was his birth and death dates. And then on the other side, it's the father of ACB in Braille and had father of ACB written around and raised letters around the coin. And uh, so we had those in the mini mall. We have a few left. Um, we also, this year, sold two books. One of them was for uh, was the Barefoot Lawyer. And those of you that listened to ACB on Thursday heard his absolutely compelling address to the convention. I've never heard, I've never seen ACB sit so quietly for so long 
at a, a meeting, and I think we would have sat there another hour if he could have gone on and told more of his story. That book's available on Bard, but we also had copies that people could purchase and have him autograph, and we're now ordering more because the demand was so high. And um, But then we had another book also that could be oh, yes, ordered. Oh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell us about that one because that was the one you were interested in. Yes. Um, well, Christine Ha was the um, Master Chef winner of season three, and she is totally blind. And um, she did a great job on Master Chef. And I don't know how she put up with um, Gordon Ramsay and Joe and the judges. Um, well, now. <laughs> but um, I, I just see how that they are with people, and it would scare me. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love to do it. Mm -hmm. But um, she has a recipe book that is um, from her kitchen, mm -hmm. and um, she signed them. At, she spoke at the banquet, and she signed um, the books. Um, if, if you were there, you got to have them signed personally to you. And also, um, one of the runners-up on MasterChef, Michael, on the same season, he was also there, so I got him to sign my book, too. <laughs> yeah, you were really all over that book. There was going to yes. be no denying that you would have one to be no. signed. I had to have one of those books. I am a, actually, I love most of all of Gordon Ramsay's shows, Hell Kitchen, Master Chef, so I'm a faithful watcher. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, that was what was so exciting about not only the mini-mall in that we had these unusual items, but about the whole convention, because it was just like every day there was some highlight that was happening and that was just adding to the excitement, um, to the to to something that was different each day. It wasn't just one of those conventions where you can say, well, it was just like last year's, or, um, well, I could just predict what was going to happen. It, it, was, it was just a very, very exciting time. In the well, mini think, mall, oh, go ahead. I think this year was the first year that David and I really did the stuff that we bought tickets for, and we bought more tickets because they had more things at night. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I buy a ticket for the welcome party every year to help that you know the local group that's putting it together mm -hmm. but I actually went this year and then RSBA also had a casino night mm -hmm. and that left after you know everything stopped during the day and that left at six o'clock so we were able to go from the mini mall to going to the casino it was just it seemed to me that there was more stuff that we could do at night well, I think, that, and that same night, there was a trip to um, see, would it have been the Texas Rangers? I'm not a baseball yes, fan. Yes, it was, it was the yeah. Texas Rangers. Yeah. yeah. So they went to the, they had a busload that went to the Rangers game that night. Plus, there was the Performing Arts Showcase at the hotel, which um, I heard some of the rehearsals for that, and it it just sounded as if it was going to be an outstanding program. I would have gone, except... I was exhausted by Tuesday night. Um, yeah. You know, I just have to have a break at some point. It's right. so busy and so much going on, and we were so busy in the mini mall. Um, actually, Patty, uh, I've added up 
what we've uh, sold so far for, as a result of the mini mall, and it's over $14,000 gross sales. And for seven days, that's an, a, that's a lot of 20, you know, 10, 20, and $30 items. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it yes. was it was just crazy. It, it, it was busy, and, um, you know, I don't know how Thursday went, but Friday, you know, Friday morning in there before, you know, even when session let out, we were busy for at least 30, 45 minutes. Well, now let's shift gears a little bit. I don't go on too many tours, and you don't either very often. Um, I actually hadn't been on a tour since 2010 because I'm usually just too busy. But this year, they ended the convention with a trip to the Mesquite Rodeo. And I thought it would be really cool to go to a rodeo. I'd never been to a rodeo, even though we sometimes have one here in Kentucky. And uh, I just thought, how could you go to Texas and not go to a rodeo? So got my cowboy hat and wore my jeans and went off to the rodeo. And you were there, too. So tell us about the rodeo. Well, we went in and we got we sat down and we ate a dinner. Mm -hmm. It was, of course, a... Yeah, Barbecue, barbecue. had to have barbecue and at the rodeo. You had barbecue, beef brisket, mm -hmm. and your potato salad and your beans, of course. Mm -hmm. But then after that was over, we got to go in to an open area, kind of like I think you're at a small carnival. Um, but with any tour, of course, they want to take your picture. Mm -hmm. So, they, and, and there was a band in this area. There was a right, band in there playing. A band, yeah. And there's um, five or six band members, and there were um, three women, and it, it, it kind of makes you think of the the pips, you know. You got the three girls dancing, and they're singing, you know, along with the band. Mm -hmm. And and just to let people know, they played a real good variety of music. They played some things um, that were actually almost a big band sound uh, yeah. from the late forties through 50s rock and into 60s, I'd say up through 80s music. When we went in there, you uh, participated in an activity that I did not do. Yes, I rode an electric bull. The, the mechanical bull, yeah, there the you mechanical were. mechanical bull. Falling off and getting back on again. Well, I stayed on for a good long time, but they started it out really slow. Mm -hmm. um, the person in front of me was totally blind, mm -hmm. so they started it out for us, and then it did pick up speed, and I stayed on a, a pretty good time, mm -hmm. um, but then they let you do it again, mm -hmm. and, and the guy did it again. He was It was pretty good up to speed when he started it. Mm -hmm. I didn't stay on too long after that. <laughs> and then they also had this humongous stuffed bull, and yeah. we got to take turns getting up there, and, uh... <laughs> and they put... They would, if you didn't have a cowboy hat, which Adam didn't, and he's, somebody could stand in front of the bull, or they could get up and sit on the bull. So Adam stood in front of the bull with a cowboy hat on, mm -hmm. and then you got on top of the bull, and they put chaps on your legs. If you're a girl, you had pink, and if it was a guy, it was either red or blue. Mm -hmm. um, and then they would take your picture on top of this bull. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like anywhere else you paid for your photo. But it was, 
a memorabilia thing instead of buying something in the gift shop. Yeah, yeah. And then after we all did that, um, we went in and were actually at the rodeo, and Joel Snyder um, did audio description. So he was telling us what the costumes were like and um, what the animal, what color the animals were. So it was more than just the announcer. The, the announcer was excellent. Um, you know, he was real good at telling you what was happening, and you could understand the names and and things and explaining the events. But Joel really like when the children came out and did that dash for the for the ribbons <laughs> <laughs> and he says oh my goodness there must be 200 kids out there and there had to have been i i would i would say at least one-sixth of the crowd was kids it was a real family friendly kind of yes, thing it was and it was on espn3 which was very cool because it was a cha part of their championship series yes. and um i thought the coolest person there, there was this one boy that had just turned 13 a couple of days before, and he was really racking up the points toward the championship, and um, he he did something a couple of times, and um, it, I thought he was kind of a highlight. And the other thing I liked was the little bitty kids. They start them out riding a sheep, and yes. so here's these little two, three, and four-year-old kids riding these sheep, you know, <laughs> And I'm thinking I could just see myself when I was a little kid trying to ride a sheep. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't in the cards where I was concerned. But <laughs> well, you also went on another tour, which was not um, that was not as um, it wasn't a happy thing. Uh, but on Thursday afternoon, you went on the Holocaust tour. So tell us about that a little bit. We went in, and we listened to a man named Jack, and he is a Holocaust survivor. Mm -hmm. And he told us about how they got out and, you know, stayed alive and out of the gas chamber. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, during World War II. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, how he came to America and just, you know, the one thing that, he said that really made a difference was there was somebody there and I can't remember who it was that is Jewish and you know said who do you pray to and he said to God and he said well now are you a Christian and he goes I am a Christian Jew but we all have a name for the same person who created us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I thought that was one of the best things that you could say. It just, it, it seems to bring the whole room together, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but then you got to go in and it was April, I'm hoping I'm getting this right, 19th of 1943, mm -hmm. is what their museum is based on that one day. It was three boys. Um, I helped over 200 people escape from the train. Oh my! Uh, that was taking them to Auschwitz to, you know, go through the gas chamber. Right. And so that's what their museum was based on. When I went to the Houston convention and I went to that Holocaust museum, that's the biggest Holocaust museum they have, and mm -hmm. we have in the United States. Mm -hmm. 
and that goes through the whole, really through the whole, all the events. This is just on that one day is what they really go through mm-hmm. at the one in Dallas. And at the end of the tour, um, there is a memorial, and it, it looks just like the top of a grave, a marble slab. Mm. And um, it has a saying on it in English. Then there's the Hebrew Mm-hmm. The Hebrew yeah. mm-hmm. thing, and they have these pillars with it around on the pillars. And Jewish people, when they go to a gravesite, they don't take flowers; they take rocks, and and rocks don't die. And and I like that idea. I think that you know, I don't like taking flowers to a grave because they just die. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rocks never die, and. Yeah. So it was really neat how um, we also, they have names of family members of people who have survived the Holocaust Mm -hmm. and people who passed away in the Holocaust on the wall. And so um, we actually got to see Jack's family, his brother, his grandfather's name. um, They were on the wall. Oh, my. Wow. So let's chew up a tad here, and let's talk about how come it took you seven days to get from Dallas to Louisville. You you did not fly, so you did not plan to fly home, and you left Dallas on Sunday evening. Well, you all spent several days just stopping different places, and we're running real short on time, but... um, but you, you stopped several places. You um, went to, uh, uh, did you make it to Huber's Farm today? No. We, oh, you didn't get your GPS, apple butter? The GPS brought us here, down through the Western Kentucky Parkway. Oh, okay. Well, but, you know, that's that would be such a neat way just to take take time and see the, see the country instead of just riding on the interstate all the time. And... Um, so that that has to be one of the most interesting trips home that um, anybody had from the convention. So maybe yeah, sometime, we went through eight states. Oh my goodness! So maybe we can um, just talk about that some more one of these times and uh, and share some more of the experiences that you had. Well, Patty, this has been really fun. We appreciate you doing an interview with us um, after you got finally got home today. I'm sure that you uh, would like some time to unpack. So we appreciate it much and uh, hope we'll get to share some more experiences about the convention here in future sound prints. Thank you. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database http colon slash slash l-o-u-i-s dot a-p-h dot org locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies a-p-h products and textbooks can also be located using louis new extended searching now available with free louis plus visit soon http colon slash slash l-o-u-i-s dot a-p-h dot org Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839.
or visit www.aph.org. Page 4, The Sound Prince Calendar. You can join conference calls listed on this calendar by dialing 605-475-6006 and entering code 294444. If conference calls are not held on that line, the number to call is included with the listing. The Bluegrass Council of the Blind holds assistive technology demonstrations and training each Friday morning at the Bluegrass office. These are by appointment and you can call them at 859-259-1834 for more information. The Bluegrass Council office is located at 1093 South Broadway, Suite 1230 in Lexington. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will resume its GLCB Friday events this coming Friday, July 24. That evening, a bingo will be included in the activities beginning at 7 p.m. Other programs for GLCB Friday include Education and Technology from 3.30 to 6, Dinner from 6 to 7, $5 per person, and other games and crafts beginning at 7 o'clock. On July 31st, the Tri-State Library users will host a program as part of the GLCB Friday event. For more information about GLCB Friday events and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. They are all held at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. On July 22, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind VIP meeting will be held from 12 to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council office in Lexington. Lunch is included, and the program this month is about self-advocacy. The speaker is Carla Rushville from the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Be sure to call Bluegrass for reservations. On July 25, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation chapter will hold a pool party from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at 810 Washburn Avenue, Unit 40, in Louisville. Visually impaired people under 40 and family members are invited. Light snacks will be provided. No glass is allowed in the pool area. You need to bring your own towel and sun protection. Dogs are also not allowed in the pool area, so arrangements will be made for your guide dog. Contact Amanda Selm for more information and to sign up by calling 502-750-1774 or email Amanda at alsmoot, S-M-O-O-T-8-7, at gmail.com. On July 25, the American Printing House for the Blind will hold their second of three film activities this summer from 12.30 to 3 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind, 1839 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. This activity is hosted by the APH Museum and is followed by moderated discussion. It is free, but registration is required. Best for older children and adults. Register by calling the museum at 502 8992213 on July 26 the crossroads planning committee will meet at 8 p.m. on the conference line also on July 26 ACB families will hold its monthly meeting at 9 p.m. 
Call KCB at 502-895-4598 for more information. On July 27, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its next community outing at 12 noon at the Joseph Beth Booksellers, 161 Lexington Green Circle in Lexington, Kentucky. Lunch will be at the Bronte Bistro inside the bookstore, followed by shopping if you desire. RSVP by calling Bluegrass Council at their office. Also on July 27, the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will have their next membership call at 7 p.m. on the conference line. Activities for August include August 2, GLCB Committee Meeting Night on the conference line, Advocacy will meet at 7, Education and Technology at 8, and Activities at 9. The KCBPR Membership Committee will meet on August 5 at 8 p.m. on the conference line. The American Council of Blind Lions will hold their next monthly meeting for lions from around the country. The number to call is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. The call is at 9 p.m. On August 8, the GLCB board will meet at 11 a.m. on the conference line. On August 10, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have their August community outing from 5 to 6.30 in the afternoon. Call them for more information. On August 11, the Bluegrass Council Board will meet from 9 to 10.30 a.m. at their office in Lexington. And on August 11, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will hold their next monthly meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church in Owensboro, 628 Wing Avenue. Call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 for more details. On August 13, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will meet at 7 p.m. via conference call. The number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155619. On August 14 and 15, the third annual Crossroads Leadership Conference will be hosted by the Kentucky Council of the Blind. It will be held at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Guests from out of town are invited to make reservations at the Ramada Inn on Zorn Avenue, 502-897-5101. On August 16, the KSB alumni will hold its next Board of Directors meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line. And on August 17, the KCB Board will meet at 8 p.m. also on the conference line. On August 22 is the last of this summer's APH Film Festival activities from 12.30 to 3 p.m. at the Printing House Museum in Louisville. Call the museum at 502-899-2213 to make reservations. On August 23, ACB Families will hold its next conference call. Be sure to call KCB for more details. On August 24, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will hold their August meeting at 7 p.m. on the conference line. And on August 26, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold its VIP meeting for the month from 12 to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass office in Lexington. 
A few other activities looking ahead to the fall include in September on the 3rd, the Kentucky School for the Blind Charitable Foundation will hold its annual charity golf scramble at Oxmoor Country Club. Call the Charitable Foundation at 502-897-3990 for more information. In October, the ACB board will hold its fall board meeting on October 30 and 31 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the site of next year's 2016 ACB Conference and Convention. And in November, on the 13th and 14th, the KCB State Convention will be held at the Ramada Inn on Zorn Avenue in Louisville. More details coming in future sound prints. Also, on the 13th and 14th, the Kentucky School for the Blind and VIPS will host an annual family conference. There will be room for 50 families, and it will be held at the Kentucky School for the Blind, 1867 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. Contact Martha Hack at VIPS at 502-498-2926 for more information. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at com. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.